you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blazin' Bob. Hey, 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 glad to be back. Yes, this is episode number 71. We are recording on August 28th for release on August 29th. Uh, We are going to talk about a couple things, lots of updates happening, like literally, because patches came out and uh an updated ptr came out so that's what we're going to be talking about the most here uh we we are so we're also going to be talking about some uh record uh, reporting incidents that came up so we're gonna go ahead we're gonna get into that but before we do i'd like to welcome anybody who's listening for the very first time uh thanks for taking the time to listen to watchpoint radio uh you know for the most part we talk about overwatch news and esports and uh, some competitive, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So even when we do talk about uh, news and competitive and esports, it usually focuses around the community and the state of the game. If you enjoy the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio, and you can also join us on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons and, you know, join the conversation there. So uh, we did get a new iTunes review, and I fucked up because I didn't have it pulled up. I've been in a rush all morning. Sorry about that. So here I am, bumbling to get the <laughs> review real fast, and there we go. Sorry about that. The review is actually from uh, Big Fish from the uh, Overwatch Today podcast. So I actually just recorded with him the other day, and uh, he says, you know, good personalities make up this cast. Over uh, a cast of Overwatchers with good content and fun guests. He actually titled it WPR is the NPR of Overwatch podcasts. So thank you very much, Fish, for taking the time to write the review. Definitely appreciate it. And we always appreciate it when you guys write reviews for us and take the time to do that. Uh, Bob, why don't you tell us how your week in Overwatch has been? Oh, man, my week. I don't don't know that I've. I've done nothing but game nights and PTR death death match. Yeah, I mean I've really done nothing this uh this week besides that. Not really any comp. First time in a while, but it I've been I've had a good a uh, good time. There's just been so much happening. I've been doing more research than actually playing. You've been doing more Overwatch research than playing the game. Like, what kind of research? Just reading all the crazy changes, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, The huge mercy change. I've been watching all kinds of uh, videos, reading reading different uh, opinions and discords, 
I just haven't had a whole lot of time to actually play. I've also got a new computer. I've had some trials and tribulations with that, like not being able to get all three monitors working, have to move all my stuff over, but a little bit. And then Game of Thrones ending, and there's just been so much. Hmm, gotcha. So I'm excited to start back in fresh on the first in season six. So that's basically what I, I'm trying to have the computer and everything ready. The computer should be good enough to stream at high frame rates. So I'm kind of excited about that. I got the green screen going. I've just been doing a lot of other things that are preparing me for the start of season six. What about you? Uh, so I really didn't get it. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say I didn't get a chance to play. But by the time I got to the end of the season, I was like, you know, uh, like I think Friday night, I was like, you know, Friday night, I'm, I'm going to go home and I think I'm going to try to to see if I can rank up a little bit. And then when I actually got home, I was like, it's not worth it. And I just didn't do it. And then Sunday, I thought I was going to get a chance to play. Actually, I did have a chance to play, but I just played Doom instead. I was like, eh, I don't feel like it. Like, I just, you know, I don't feel like dealing with that's the not throwers. Doom Fist. That's Doom the game. Doom the game. Yes. Uh, I just didn't feel like dealing with the 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 you know the, the the end of the season is one of the worst parts of the season because you get so many people. People are trying to make their final pushes into whatever place they're gonna get. So when they lose, they're extra salty. They're extra tilted. They're mad. You have more people throwing left and right, and it just sucks. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, but didn't you say last night you played like four games, one, and everybody was super, super nice? Well, that's the thing. Like, that was the very end of the season, though. I mean, there was literally two hours left on the season <laughs> when I played that. And I didn't even play it on my main. I played it on my Smurf. And I only played it just because I, wa- I, I wanted to play some Overwatch, right? I wanted to play some Overwatch. And I didn't want to play quick play. I wanted to play competitive. Uh, and I wanted to, I wanted a couple chances at uh, some new at some more loot boxes anyway to see if I could end up uh, getting at least a skin that I wanted. And when I played, I was just super surprised because yeah, it really was. People were like really nice. It was you know everybody was very calm. Uh, possibly that's also because we didn't lose a game. <laughs> we yeah. thought, you know we didn't lose a game. And I, I played solo queue with Nothing. different people every time. Nothing breeds good team relationships like winning. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was fine. Did you end up getting what you wanted from the Summer Games event? Um, actually before I tell you that, I just thought of something that I totally forgot that I should have definitely definitely mentioned. So okay. we played a whole bunch of quick of quick play and random and random heroes with with the uh, crew from Lagging Balls, actually just just um, this, uh, Thorin couldn't come. But after she left, we got Draven Dresden to do his placements. It was the very end of the season, Saturday night, but <laughs> we did them all. And Draven, pra- uh, Draven from, from Heroes Never Die placed yeah. in gold. So he is not Wood League. So sorry, I just had, I totally I totally forgot to talk about that. But uh, talking about skins, no, I did not get everything I wanted. I didn't get Junkrat or Soldier seventy six. So I had to buy those. And luckily, I 
I rushed home and then messed with my computer to get the third monitor to work, and I forgot to get on. I got on right at right at seven o'clock. The thing came up said season ends, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like I was literally a minute after went in, I was able to buy the skids still. <laughs> so I don't well, know when they shut that off, but I was able to still later. buy them. It was an, an hour, hour later. Okay. after this. An hour after the season ended, uh, that's when we got. Uh, that's when the actual. Uh, summer games event ended so i i bought one skin i bought the soldier 76 grill i I bought grill master 76 that's what i bought i was gonna buy reaper and then when i went to reaper and i saw i forgot what skin i currently had on because i on in competitive i usually when i play with on my main i usually don't play reaper i usually play a tank but then i saw what skin i had reaper on and it was the not sorry it wasn't the halloween one i told you it was the halloween one last night it was the the christmas one the frost one where he oh, like i don't like the, that one. Oh god i love that one. Oh, i think it looks great yeah but i think it stands out too much dude i don't care <laughs> i like the way it's actually it looks that's actually the one i'm using on my uh my my smurf character is that one it's like one of the few that i have mm. yeah i I really like that one, so that's why I tend I, I I kept it and I bought Grillmaster seventy six instead. Nice, because the gun just like I, I looked at the guns between Reaper, you know, Summer Game skin, and then the sold the Grillmaster seventy six, and it's just so much more detailed. Like it has like a propane tank on. It's fucking awesome. Well, I mean, that's why I love the Reaper Halloween skins because he's got the two the two candles on each gun that are just yeah. sitting on top of the guns. Yeah. Yeah. It's just attention to freaking detail right there. Yeah, it is pretty nice. I mean, I one thing, this is my first Overwatch event where I did not buy a 50-pack. I did not buy a 50-pack of loot boxes. I bought a 20-pack, or a, a whatever the $20 one is. How I, many you get for that? I, I bought none. And the thing is, like... Actually, somebody complained. We're kind of we're going to get into it later, but somebody complained that they didn't get any uh any skins out of 40 loot boxes that they that they earned they said and it's just kind of like that's kind of bullshit like when these events roll around especially when they roll around for the second time right the event skins should have well for the the older event skins should have uh you know maybe a, a lower priority to drop because you, a lot of people already have them and they're cheaper anyway. And the newer event scans, I think, need to take precedence. Yeah. But, you know, now, now people were really asking Blizzard to fix the duplicate situation. Well, and so was I. But now a lot of people are, are very upset because they can't get money from duplicates anymore. So they, they're, they're getting less money. I didn't make hard. I made like a thousand or something on this one. When normally I would have made five or six K during the whole event. I made like a thousand and I've got all kinds of cool sprays now, but I don't really care about sprays. I like voice. I like voice lines. I like emotes and I like skins. I don't really care about a spray. You're the voice line thing gets me every time. You're just a weirdo, Bob. Oh man. They're all so good. No, they're fucking coal and a stock and stockings. They're they're just fucking stocking stuffers. <laughs> when you go to like a little kid's birthday party, they're like the trash gift that they that they put into the little bag. That's what that is. You're so predictable, Joe. 
No, I, I, I when they started doubling them up, I was like, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They, they know that they're giving you trash, and they yeah, are. They, I think they have the, no remorse. I think the spray is most of the time a trash. Like I still, on every character, use the X, the red X, so I could X out everybody else's spray. Oh, <laughs> that's literally what I use. <laughs> Just so uh, they put their little spray up, and I'm like, cross. Mm. Or if I don't have that one, I use the, the circle with the cross through it. Right. Well, you do what you got to do, Bob, to make you feel better. I'm just right. doing my part, standing my ground. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move into the patch notes. Patch notes. Okay. So today, actually shortly before the show, uh, before we actually did the show, uh, Blizzard dropped a patch that brought in a bunch of changes that we have talked about. But since there's so much going on right now with there were there's things going on in the PTR. Uh, people might not know what's what, like what's actually live and what's not. So we're going to go ahead and talk about what is in the live version of the game today after the patch. All right. So the first thing is deathmatch and team deathmatch have gone live. That is that is official now, and a lot of people are playing it because I know when I played it, it was it took no time to find a match, no time. I think like. And obviously, and the matches don't take long either, especially team deathmatch. I think yeah. I played like something like ooh, six matches in thirty minutes. Yeah, they're they're really quick, and I mean the free for alls are pretty quick too. Yeah, like they they're they're really fast. I have not played any free for alls because I don't know, it just doesn't seem like it would be that fun. It's. I mean, it's a great warm up. I like a great mechanical warm up. I. I think that's what I'll use it for. But the game of Overwatch was made to play as a team, so it's built from the ground up for that. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm definitely, definitely. Actually, I, I kind of like team deathmatch. I think I would fill time with that. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I all each game of mine, I was trying to get a, attack Torb working. I was really trying to get the team deathmatch Torb going, and the team wasn't really working together, and it wouldn't work out, and it would actually work out poorly, um, and we'd be losing. Like we had one game where we were fifth, one and fifteen, right? Wow. And I kind of blame myself because when I switched, we won the game thirty to twenty. <laughs> when yeah. I switched to something else, uh, we won a game thirty to twenty. So I was trying to I'll take, I'll take the blame for that one. Uh, just my record right now. I'm trying to think. Like uh, I only lost once, but how many games did I fully that I actually play? Uh, I think it was like eight or nine total games that I played, and we I lost one. So you, yeah, like you were just queuing solo. Killing solo, no teams or anything like that. And it goes to show you, like, a lot of people who play Overwatch, like, if you have, if you play other shooters, like, if you are a shooter player, you're going to dominate in Deathmatch, right? Because a lot of players, a lot of people who play Overwatch, they rely heavily on their teammates. Uh, You know, in most game modes, you don't really have to kill anybody. You just got to get them off the payload or off the objective. That's what you have to do. And a lot of people die diving on the objective, diving on the payload, trying to stop. They die. But when you have a straight head to head, this is about kills. I'm finding that a lot of people just don't know how to handle that. Right. Yeah, I can see that. 
which is it's fine. I mean, that, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not like ragging on anybody or anything like that. I'm just saying like the the crowd of Overwatch or the bulk of Overwatch players, not should say the bulk, but a lot of people who play Overwatch now didn't really play shooters before. You know, it says a lot about Overwatch that it's able it's able to help people. It's able to bring people who didn't play shooters and into shooters, shooters to yep. a degree. So yeah, I mean, that, shoot Jack, who's masters now. I mean, he'd never played any shooter. The closest thing he'd ever played was Minecraft. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so no, like that's 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 the kind of people you're dealing with. But yeah, dude. I mean, I don't want to sound. So what Jaws uh, trying to say is get good and L two P. Yeah, <laughs> no, but you got to. The thing is, you have to finish those kills off, right? Nobody's really going to finish the kills for you. That's yep. kind of that's kind of the deal, right? Well, especially so, free for all. Well, free for all, they're going to finish it for you, and they're going to take your freaking point. Yeah, and I think if teams worked better as teams, then I wouldn't have been able. To, I was just completely dominating Sparrow. First of all, you know. When I would see, like, I had a couple instances, at least three games, where the Pharah had a pocket mercy. And instead of going, like, Soldier or McCree to counter that, or even D.Va, I just went Pharah, and I killed the mercy air-to-air, kill the Pharah air-to-air, or reverse the order, kill the Pharah air-to-air first, because the mercy just can't out-heal two rockets to the face. You know, she can't Most do it. Most people just aren't used to air-to-air rockets. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny, because, like, the, uh, out of the... I would say out of the four games that I, I fought air to air Farahs, only one of them actually tried to bring it to me air to air from the start. The other air to air the other Farahs would ignore me until you know ignore me until they realized I was killing them specifically. <laughs> you know, I was like I was going out for them, and then you know then they started to try to get me, but they just couldn't hit me. And then once you're up there, since there's no diva. Uh, to negate damage or like well, actually that there's nobody trying to negate damage for their team at all you're just up in the sky killing mccree killing soldier you know it's 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 pretty simple so yeah it's it, well, it, 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 i would it's, say that's how i play Farah too i never really mess with sh- it's same as if i was on junk like i never mess with anybody in the air i don't mess with Farah. i just leave her be and i shoot at the targets i have a high prob prob probability of hitting because i know i'm not going to hit farah air to air so i think that's a unique skill you just might have yeah it's not that hard especially with farah right like she she her movement's pretty limited in the air it's it's not too difficult the key is to watch them as they're losing fuel you got to get them as they're losing fuel and right before they get their boost ability back yeah. because as they're losing fuel, they're way more likely to move in, the, in, a, in a single trajectory. And then you just put the rocket where their face is going to be. Yeah. And I have to get really close to them. Like the arcade match. I still to this day hate the most is mercy Farah, where it's mm. all mercies and all fairs and cooldowns are like at, <laughs> at nothing so that you're just in the air the entire time. You would probably love it. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, back to the patch notes. Team Deathmatch and Deathmatch RNI do enjoy it. Um, I would, you know what? I would, I would like to see. I would like to see like a rank a rank system for Team Deathmatch. Is I want to see a ranking a rank three v three as well. I don't know why Blizzard won't do those things. Like a rank three v three would be awesome. A rank 
team deathmatch I think would also be pretty cool as well. And I I, I'm, I wonder what the meta, you know, will really be for that. Like your team kind of has to really pay attention. So yeah, I th- I think so too. And even if they would just like now that they're doing six seasons a year. They could rotate them. They could be like, all right, this season, uh, 3v3 has ranked. The next season, uh, Team Death Match has a ranked, you know, and they could keep they could keep it like that to not uh, break up the population too much. But well, it would like, be cool. Overwatch has a really big population. They don't have to worry about it fragmenting too much not to mention like if they're like, first of all the pros already ha- are already we're starting next season are already going to have longer wait times and i can't see them wasting a lot of time in a rank 3v3 because that's not how the game is played professionally they're going to play competitive 6v6 and the people who are looking to get picked up by a team are going to play competitive 6v6 uh because that that's the rank that matters you know that's where crusher 99 came from or something like that that was that's what he had that's what was on shirt right crusher 99 yep, crusher 99 in the <laughs> in the overwatch league blizzcon reveal last year yeah so uh that's where he came from but like you know the rest of us like you know i wouldn't my i it wouldn't even even me wouldn't be my primary focus but it'd be pretty cool to do 3v3 and have that you know ranked yeah, I, I, do yeah, I think it'd like be cool that. So I don't like I, the over the Overwatch. Overwatch has a very large community. They, you know they have over thirty million players, right? But even the community, the community is not actually that big. It's smaller than that because that includes all beta accounts as well. So even if they only have twenty million players playing, that's still a huge amount of people playing the game. Ranked, uh, ranked team deathmatch might actually bring a lot of players back and bring in new new players that have you know different skill sets that that it might turn more people on to the game which would be good for the game as a whole yeah and i think it's something that might come later man i I really do i think right now they're just focused on getting the overwatch league moving because there's a lot of money involved in that yeah i mean it's they they might do later. I, I mean, as 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 Overwatch continues to age, they're always going to be trying to find ways to bring players back. I mean, wh- it wasn't even a year ago where they said they wouldn't have deathmatch in Overwatch, and now look at this. You know, we have deathmatch in Overwatch, so we'll see. I think they're just kind of focusing. The thing is, they're focusing really hard on getting competitive right still, getting mm-hmm. the SR system right still, and. You know, that's why I don't think we're going to see it any time soon. And, but I would love to see it. Um, I did. Uh, uh, normally, we have a moderator for the Twitch chat, but since I didn't get a chance to get one because I forgot because I was kind of busy, uh, I, I'm going to, I'm in this show specifically, I might be pulling some questions out of uh, the Twitch chat. But uh, Crossover says, I think having an SR system with a 3v3 and TDM would be great if they used it to experiment with different ideas to fix the SR system for regular competitive. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind that too much. But then again, if, if people knew that it was a, a, a system, like a kind of like a test system, a lot of people wouldn't take it seriously enough anyway. That's the only, that's the only thing I can see being a problem. You know, what do you think, Bob? I think, yeah, I think it would be, it- interesting to use it to tweak but there's different i mean there's 
I mean, a big thing that the, that supposedly the SR system takes into play is with a lot of characters, it factors in your time on the payload. Like they, it'd be a completely different tweaking to the true skill rating. That is true. The the those skill rating systems would need to uh, be different because there's no payload. It's really about kills. That's what it comes down to. Forget that straight ladder. That's what we'll take for three v three and for team deathmatch. Just a straight ladder that they can get it out to us faster. Uh, I agree with you. I think that's fine. But please note that the community wants a ladder system, period, for Overwatch, and they gave us the SR system instead. <laughs> but they could test the ladder on those two, check the caliber of 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 players that make it to top 500, and then they could find out how well their true skills system actually works. Yeah. You know what? I would be a good test. Dude, I would love if they did that. I would absolutely love that they did that. But the reason I think they'd be resistant to it is because the beta uh, competitive system was a ladder. It was a ladder. It was a power ladder. It's based on points, right? Um, actually, technically speaking, I'm wrong. No, it wasn't an actual ladder because the thing about ladders, right, is that in order to climb a ladder, somebody else gets pushed down. So in StarCraft, perfect example, StarCraft, which I would love if Overwatch did this system, but it's kind of hard because it's a team-based game. So you can't take what I'm getting ready to say right now and package it and put it in Overwatch. It would have to be changed, and it would actually have to be based on who you played with. But in StarCraft, when you let's say you are gold, right? You are gold and you're in a division and you can actually look at your division and right. see who is underneath you, right? Gotcha. So you're at the top of gold and now you're winning, you're winning, you get enough points to be in platinum, right? Okay. When do you get enough points to be in platinum? Like whoever is at the bottom of platinum in your next division, when you get more points to them, you go into platinum and hit, take their spot, and they get pushed down into gold. But I mean, wouldn't that happen? That doesn't I mean, happen. That, happen? In, that doesn't happen in Overwatch now. In Overwatch now, like for example, if me, if, let's say, there's um, not, there's a set, there's not a set number of spots. Exactly. Each division had a hundred spots, if I remember correctly. So obviously, there's a whole bunch of divisions per rank. But what would happen is like you know. If I knew if I ranked up, like when I would rank up into like, you know, diamond, basically I knew I was pushing somebody else down into <laughs> platinum at that point. I wonder if that's how. So everybody, the last uh, RTS that I played heavily where I got ranked really high was Warcraft 3. Mm. And it just told me like I was like, like 200 and something. Like it just said the actual number. It told you you were ranked. Think, yeah, I think I would just I. See, I, I think, think I would move up just one at a time, though. But that could have been other people losing. Maybe I was. Right. Well, I say if it told you a time. rank, if you were number two hundred, somebody was number two hundred and one, Bob. Yep. <laughs> That's like, like so. SR remember SR does not mean skill rank. It means skill rating. It is a rating of your skill. So me and Bob can have the skill same skill rating. We're not taking each other's place. But in a ladder, somebody gets pushed down. And I, I, for competitive, I like it. I like ladders, you know? Yeah. I like, I like solid points. I'm still open to the 
idea. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to it. I think it'd be great to test it out in three v three and four v four. Absolutely. It'd be easy as heck for them to just make really quick if they just made a straight ladder. That is true, and it's so nice. Like I mean, obviously seeing your SR and like, oh, you have four thousand SR. That that's a great feeling. That looks really good. But you know, it feels better seeing people. Seeing the people underneath you at a ladder, like you climbed over them and pushed them down. There's so much, such a much better feeling than having high SR. So, you know, that, 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 that'll be fun. Uh, so along with Deathmatch, the Chateau Giard map came out as well. I still have not played that mod, but Bob, you liked it. You thought it looked pretty good, right? I thought it looked, I thought it looked good. I thought it, played good i thought it felt a lot like a un an unreal tournament map is what it really felt like i can see that because unreal tournament had those maps that had that were basically like like old castles and stuff like that yeah it's high different high grounds jump jump pads fall off the map uh i mean it was very throwback to UT. To Unreal Tournament for sure. I'd, li- I'd like to play it. I'm, I'm going to have to do free for all just to check it out uh, regardless. Um, but yeah, I do I do like that map design. I wish the new Unreal Tournament that's an alpha was as good as the original Unreal Tournament. It's they, it's still, I'm, I am really, I'm rooting for them, but it, it, it's going to require a whole lot of work for them, for them to get it where it needs to be. But this is not an Unreal Tournament podcast. Um, you would think it is sometimes, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, they are. Uh, there's a couple general changes. Match wide voice chat has been added for team for deathmatch and custom games. Player reporting is enabled on the Xbox and PS4 right now. And aim ease option has been added under the advanced tab in the controller menu. This allows players to customize their turn rate acceleration. If you'd like to know more, check out the developer explain over on the forum so we're going to post the the patch notes and our show notes so you can just follow the link there balance changes these balance changes are live and that this is what the the, the what most people are going to be confused at so the junk rat update is happening he can now hold two concussion mines he can fly through the fucking air now and it is so annoying i believe i can fly even though i have been able to i i have seen a, a few junk rats use it and I've been able to pluck them out of the sky. Like, <laughs> thanks for being in a trajectory I can predict. <laughs> you know? um, I mean, the jumping with junk is the only thing that separates, not the only thing, but one of the big things that separates the good junk rats from the bad is getting to that high, that high ground. So I'm excited about this, but we've talked about this till we're blue in the face. Let's talk about the other thing. Why does it not state that the damage has been reduced on the mine? Is the damage still 120 each mine? Because if so, that is true. You could almost one shot Reaper and Doomfist. This is tired. Well, yeah, they they do not have the damage reduction listed on here. So I'm I'm hoping that's a misprint because that will be a mine. mine. Bye, Mercy. Bye, Zen. (laughs) Bye, any 200 point hero. That would be a problem. Don't get too close to Junkrat. Yeah. Uh, So here, there is um, the rip tire. The tire's moving speed has been increased by 300. There is no longer a time limit when wall climbing. So, eh, whatever. I mean, I I don't know. 
Well, if you ask me, I don't think they needed to upgrade Junkrat at all, but I didn't really see a problem with Riptire in the he's, first place. But. He's honestly, I mean, I would agree with you. He's honestly already pretty strong. I don't think this is going to make average Junkrats that much better. I think it's going to make really good Junkrats way better. Yeah. I think so. average Junkrats have a hard time just controlling their mind and knowing when to throw it out anyhow. Half the junk rats I see throw their mind first, and that's their like that's their initiator to combat when it should be the finisher to the combat. Finisher to combat, yeah. Or it should be your way to get to high ground or your escape route. Uh, yeah, get out of get out of jail card. And right. so I see a lot of people doing that wrong. <laughs> eh. If you want to see how to play Junkrat good, you can watch uh, PvP Twitch, and that's how you should play Junkrat. Gotcha. All right, let's talk about my baby. Let's talk about Orissa for a second. Uh, so her my projectile, baby. yeah, her projectile speed was increased by twenty percent. That is live. I didn't really feel the need for it. I mean, I just adjusted to her speed before. You know, uh, when I play Orissa, I'm. I don't try to be a killing machine. I mean, I do get gold damage quite often, but I, I'm not trying to be a killing machine. You know, I'm shooting ahead of them, so they run into the bullets. I'm pulling them back into place and shooting them. Like I, I didn't see an issue, but it's been increased by 20%. Also, her barrier size was increased by 20%. You were going to say something, Bob? Uh, I was just going to say, I, th- I, th- I think it's a good change. I think you're one of the few that's gotten or gotten Arisa to work in anything but like niche situations. So I think it's just a, few quality of life changes that are going to help her just get into the meta and she might be nerfed a little bit later. Oh no, man. Like you just got to keep the fucking shield down. It's hard for me. I'm like, Oh shit. How long has that? How long has that been up? I should have had that down already because I'm, I'm just holding that shoot down. And I'm just like, I'm on fire. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forget to throw that shield down. And then, when I throw the shield way too far, and I'm like, oh, fail, fail. Yeah. Shield's <laughs> in the other mission. team now. A poor mission. <laughs> I, I made them at least come forward a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like I uh, basically, I just keep the shield down. I do keep an eye on the on the um, cooldown because by the time the cooldown's up, the shield's probably already at half health or lower. You put it down again. When people try to come through it, I pull them back through, you know, with the gravity with the gravity well. Like that's that's yep. kind of that's kind of itchy. Basically, you know, keep them from shooting at people. I didn't have a problem with that. And I don't. I, I always have a hard time when I feel like a character isn't that difficult to play. I have a hard time understanding why other people can't adapt properly. Mm. I I have a hard time. Like, why don't you just put the shield down? <laughs> Is there any character you don't play well? Any character I don't play well. I don't play Mercy well. Um, because so, so that's a character. It's I. But my point is, mm-hmm. different folks are better at different things. You are better at a lot of characters because you've had so much gaming experience. But someone new coming in, you know, a younger kid, someone who has never played a shooter, yada 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 might be a lot harder for them to change playstyle so much. Right. Me included. Like, I've tried Orissa, and I cannot seem to make her worthwhile, even when she's a really good niche pick for that map. Like, Ilios Well, I should be able to do good with her. Right. Haven't yet, but I should be. 
I'm great at throwing my shield down the fucking well. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It wouldn't be. If we were in a competitive match and you did that, I'd just be so mad at you, Bob. (laughs) That's why I don't play in comp. That's That's why I play stuff I'm good at. No, I mean, right. Don't get me wrong, but I, I get, I don't know. Like, cause, okay, so mercy, right? I'm not good at mercy, but I know why I'm not good at mercy. And if I focused on those things, I'd be good at mercy, but I choose not to because I don't want to play mercy. <laughs> you know, if that Maybe. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, got you. I, I, that's the, I guess that's the difference. Like, when, when somebody is having trouble playing a character and not being able to understand why they don't. Like, so you know why you're not good at Arissa. You throw the shield down the well. That's not good. You also, you know, you don't, you don't constantly keep the shield down. You are, so you understand why, uh, you don't do well with Arissa. If you focus on those things, you'd be better with Arissa. But then you have yeah. people who are just kind of like, Arissa sucks and she, I can't kill anything with her. Obviously the problem is the character. No, it's <laughs> <Honestly>. not. <laughs> yeah. Not me. I'm fucking awesome. Me. What are you talking about? Exactly. I'm, oh, I'm awesome. Cause Jeff Kaplan said so, you know, like, like yeah, that's, that's the thing about Special it. That, that's what you know about me. Yeah, that's that's what usually ends up bothering me is that people that can't adjust. Like, uh, there's tons of like, I mean, there's other characters I'm not great at either. I'm not great at Anna, not because I don't have the accuracy, but it's the same reason I'm not good at Mercy. Uh, a little change is that I get tunnel vision, right? So I'm healing, 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 and I'm like, oh, enemy, let's kill that guy. And I'm like shooting him, shooting him. I kill the enemy, but then like two of my allies have died because they weren't getting healing. Like, you know. That used to be my problem with Zen. I worked really hard on support this uh, this season five. Yeah. And I've gotten a lot better at focusing more on taking care of my team first before before focusing on taking care of, you know, killing right. or helping kill or yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I think next season, maybe on my Smurf, I might, I might, uh, work a little bit more on support because I actually did do a bit more support Anna this season. I didn't. I did improve on her. Uh, I know I kind of shit on Over Sumo last week, but that's what I'm using to look at my stats week. You know, each time Tanya. I play her, what I'm doing better. Master Overwatch, man. I'm, I use that I too. I use multiple tools. I use multiple tools, but like when I'm like when I finish, you know, playing at night, right, and I'm in bed right before I go to sleep, I'm like I wonder how I did. Over it, Sumo's it, around it the is phone. Cool that it's an app. Yeah, yeah that, it is. I wish Master Overwatch and some other ones would actually come out with an app. It wouldn't be that hard to actually make. Uh, like so the app tools, at least for the i the iPhone, is, are generally fairly easy. And there's a whole lot of IT professionals that play Overwatch. So yeah, yeah. So, buddy, I uh, I think I'm going to focus a lot more on 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 uh, support because you know. Sometimes that's part of your problem. Sometimes you just can't get a good support player. That's what I kind of wanted to use the Smurf for. At first, I got the Smurf so I could help, help you know, some people like much lower. But then I couldn't even keep the character low. I accidentally slid into Platinum. And then on top of that, when I played solo queue so that I could de-rank, I thought well, I'd lose. I just kept winning. <laughs> like, it wasn't yeah, working. That's why on the Smurf, man, unless I'm six stacking and we're trying to actually win, like, we're really trying that I'm playing only stuff that I'm not real good at yet. Cause I need that practice. Yeah. Now the one thing I don't like the, the, the barrier increased by 20%. Um, 
it's great because obviously it's a it's a larger area for you, you to protect your teammates. The only thing I don't like is the fact that now since it's bigger and shaped a little different, it's easier for junk rats and Faris to hit it from different angles. So it's actually, depending on if the junk rat or Farah is decent. So you could actually take it down faster. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that that's my big concern. Point. That's my biggest concern with it, but we'll see. Uh, but so, you can, oh, I ahead. mean, that thing's got so much health. That might actually be a good change because the fair, or the Orisas that actually get it down constantly, it's tough to try and break through. Like, if you're a soldier, like, give it up. Yeah, it's, I'm not saying, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, right? Uh, but the definite counter to Arissa, that shield is a, is a fucking junk rat or or a Vara just blowing that thing Ryan. down. Actually, not down. even really Farah. I mean, junk rat can push out so much more damage so much quicker on that shield from like not even being able to see him. So that's an yeah, issue. Yeah, Farah, Farah really has quite low damage per second compared to most of the DPS characters. She just has 3D movement, so that. Puts her in a class on her own, you know? Right. Uh, moving on, Junkrat, the Take a Breather has... It's it's official now. Um, I got a chance to play against many Roadhogs when I was on the PTR last night before this went live. Like I predicted, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't give Roadhog what he needs, right? It doesn't make him a uh well first of all it doesn't make him a tank still he's still not a tank sorry he like he is a he is a dps with a high health pool that's what he is he's not even an off tank i will say that it does make him a little bit more dangerous because he can you know i, I think what blizzard envisioned is that he'd be running away and healing himself at the same time no most of the time he's healing himself and pushing up into somebody uh, so well, a lot of them are still standing still because they just haven't like their muscle memory hasn't <laughs> realized that they can move. Like I was playing deathmatch and I'm just standing there healing this road dog. I'm like, wait, I can move. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it, he. I've, so I saw a bunch of roadhogs playing way more aggressive than they have been recently. But the the answer to that is really just uh when he heals, like now, like what was happening before when Roadhog was healing, you just kept shooting him. Don't do that <laughs> anymore. When he heals, run away from him. Try to get away from him uh, if possible. And you're like Reaper or something. Unless you're Reaper, Bastion. yes. But I think Reaper, I think even Reaper would be better off not shooting Roadhog while he shoots or while he drinks, because what's going to happen is like now it's only he takes 50% damage while he's not drinking or he's while he's inhaling, he takes 50% damage. So you're kind of wasting your ammo. Reaper will be better off. Waste yourself heal too. Yeah. Reaper will be better off shooting him. Once he stops Bastion could just keep shooting him because Bastion, it, it doesn't matter. Bastion can shoot anything, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it makes him more aggressive, but it doesn't make him a tank. He's a he is a DPS with a high health pool. That's what he is. Well, I mean, that's what that's what they're pushing all of the tanks to. Well, that's what it fucking feels like. That's why I mean, I, that's that's what they're pushing the off tanks to. But I don't think he has the damage out, output that you can get from a charge Zarya or soon to be a rocket flinging diva. So he has. I just don't. I, I'm, yeah, we've talked about it till we're blue in the face. Yeah, he does have. I mean, just as just me playing him after the nerf with from experience, he still has good burst damage. The key is you got to hit the shots. 
<laughs> you you, you have to hit the right the sh- clicks. You got to hit the right clicks and, you know, use your hook, uh, you know, situationally. Like now, about people that I see still playing Roadhog, hook and turn and drop you into like a, uh, and into a, into a pit or something like that. They don't yeah. hook. They don't hook you to bring close anymore. You really shouldn't be doing that unless you're gonna fi- unless you're finishing somebody off. Somebody's trying to escape. The hook is very situational now. But Roadhog, Roadhog and Diva, and we're gonna get into Diva on the PTR. But Roadhog and Diva, they should. They're not tanks. They're heavies. They're what traditional first person shooters would call heavies at this point, where they and have high health. Pools. <laughs> they have high health pools. And uh, they have uh, powerful weapons that aren't usually the most accurate, but they provide like a, a huge punch. That's what that's what they do. I think Overwatch is just classifying. They're just renaming heavy to off to off tank. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Because I, mean, so. I mean, it's basically what they are. Because I mean, Zarya, you you think if you play a really good Zarya, she drives you nuts but she doesn't have a whole lot of survivability once that once that shield's down she's done you know mm-hmm. so i i just i don't think i think he needs a little something more i don't know what they need to do to him like i don't i don't know I, it just depresses me because i was always so good with him before yeah and I now mean, i just I've, don't play him well we talked we've talked about it before but his trade-off before made sense didn't tank that great, but he can tre- he can wipe an enemy off the map like that. You know that made sense. I, they really they need to continue working on him. They need to figure something out. That's a good balance. Like they don't want him to be a one shot kill, even though we have several characters that are one shot kill in this game. Yeah, <laughs> but know. at the same time, his his one shot kill was so quiet. Unless you were looking at him, if if he flanked to the left or to the right. You just get hooked out of nowhere because he has it's some 20 of the loudest meters. footsteps in Overwatch. Yeah, but still. 20, 20 meters, though. I mean, Doom, you hear Doom from across the map charging that punch, you know? Yeah. So I don't mind Doom as much because as soon as I hear that charge, I'm looking. But Roadhog sneaks around the corner, he throws that hook. I get hooked over here on the left, and I didn't even know that that was coming. There's- but I don't know how they could like make that louder. Because there's no wind up for it, you just well, shoot the you just shoot the hook out, and a wind up would maybe that maybe that would be that would have been a a better change if there was a wind up, maybe, but and uh, it made a big noise like a get over here it or something like that. It wouldn't that. matter anymore. But Roadhog, I mean, I think Bastion has the loudest footsteps, followed by Reaper. But I Reaper's never not that bad anymore. Roadhog has I've never been snuck up on by Roadhog if I got hooked from the back or from the side I heard the Roadhog coming but I was engaged in something else because you hear those those chains like I think like in real life it's a bunch of knives clanging together like that's what they use to make that sound but like I would always hear those chains and I would hear him like lumping around and I'm like okay he's coming but I gotta I'm gonna finish off this trace I'm gonna finish off this person that person and then I get hooked and I get you know I'll get killed See, I just, I never heard it. I I mean, it, cause I'd hear it if he was real close, but I mean, that hook would go 20 meters. So, I mean, I was hooking people all over the place. Mm. So, and people usually didn't know that I was there either. I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like in my headphones, like, even my speakers, like I could, I could hear that. I could hear it pretty well. So uh, I don't know. Um, 
But let's uh, moving on. Widowmaker, her yeah, changes we came. That one. Yeah, Widowmaker, her changes came. Uh, her grappling hook cooldown is now eight seconds instead of twelve. And when you when uh, somebody uh, activates her venom mine, any affected targets will be able to see them through a wall. I think that's that's more important than the eight second grappling hook. To be to be honest with you, like I've, her being able to see those people and, and you know do the tracking before they turn a corner. I think they're both huge changes, but it's hard for me to speak on it because I just don't play a lot of her, and I don't really play against her a whole lot either. Yeah. So, I from what I, I heard know. from people who were, like when I was playing on the PTR, they were enjoying the changes. So we'll see. Uh, so the competitive play changes we did talk about those last week, but just gonna run through them again quickly. Yeah, we killed it last week. Yeah, competitive play <laughs> seasons are now two months instead of three. Control maps are best out of three, not best out of five. That uh, you will get fewer competitive points at the end of each season, but you will get more competitive points per win. Fifteen points per win versus ten before, and five points per uh, tie versus three. I do like that. Yeah, I think you're going to get quite a bit more points than you got before. That's a huge change. Yeah, skill rank skill rank decay has been decreased now. Uh, the time that it, that it decreases, it, it doesn't decrease until 36 hours, and you only lose 25 points. Uh, players who place in diamond or below can now lose their place if their skill ranking drops. Oh, still skill rating. Sorry, I call it ranking. Drops below minimum requirement. However, they still earn the end of season rewards for their highest skill tier placed. Uh, skill ratings will no longer appear. Or will no longer be temporarily lowered at the beginning of each season. So you're going to be placed where you're supposed to be placed. Supposedly, we'll see about that. Changes and skill rating that occur after each competitive match have been adjusted to address some anomalies, especially, excuse me, with certain heroes. Skill rating earned during players' placement matches will now more accurately reflect their true skill rating, and the calculation system for personal performance contributions has been improved. So, obviously, the last point right there, that's the one everybody wants to know, like, how did you improve it? What's the difference? But if Blizzard releases that information, now people can game the system. Can game this. Yeah, supposedly yeah. it's going to help. It's going to help the flexors and do less help for the one tricks, supposedly. Yeah, so we, we, we don't necessarily like, know. What, they, what it needs to do is not penalize you for switching characters. And also not reward you for playing characters that are off picks, you know. Yep. So I think that was the reward you for off picks. I think that was the anomaly uh, line that they had, and then the calculation system for personal performance contributions. I think is the flex player line. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so the third from the bottom and the bottom, I think, are those two problems. Mm. They're just not telling us how exactly they're doing it. But my guess is they changed it to, you know, performance as of every three minutes or as of every two minutes or something like that instead of what I think they had before was every 10 minutes. Yeah. But 10 minutes is a long time in a Overwatch game. It so. Is it still wouldn't help out the flex players. Maybe it's, they change it to one minute, cause, or maybe they change it to per death, possibly. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it's so hard to to 
to rate somebody's personal performance in a team game. I mean, you were talking mm-hmm. about yesterday. Like, you saw my... I showed you my stats for Soldier 76 on my Smurf. They're Grandmaster level stats. I don't yep. get Grandmaster level stats on my main. <laughs> it has a lot to do with who you're playing with and who you're playing against. Like That's it, why it should rank on Platinum. It should be in one system. It should... But I guess supposedly the SR system does look at every look at a big chunk of players at your same SR. So maybe it does already do that. It's just overbuff and you know, sites like that don't. They just have the one API. They don't have everyone in plat, everyone in in diamond, everyone in here, you know? Right. Right. So all right, well, I think that actually no, there is one more update that actually did come through. There's a outline opacity option for the custom reticle found under all the controls, which allows players to control the opacity of the black outline surrounding the reticle. So that is a change that is coming. If that was something that bothered you before, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I haven't looked at it yet. There is also the anti-stall line, which we don't really know what it means. Anti-stall? Anti-stall timers for control points have been reduced to negate stalling as a viable tactic. I don't even see that. Where'd you see that? Right under, like, after the calculations system for personal performance, it's right under their game gameplay. Oh, timers, yeah. Yeah, sorry. And that either means that. that the point caps faster, like the little circle goes around faster, or it means that there's no short delay uh, when the enemy team gets off the point before you start to cap again. So we don't know exactly what it is. That's a good thing, though, because in control maps, you could literally, I mean, I tell everybody, hey, trickle until we lose the point. You get as many percent points as possible, and they make it to where trickling isn't a good strategy. Then I'm going to be like, come on, come on, regroup, 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 regroup. I'm going to be hitting that macro. Group up with me. Group up with me. Yeah. That's his Hanzo voice, so you can see he's a Hanzo man. (laughs) Oh, no, that, that that was my bad Reinhardt. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Hey, everybody, group up with me. That that, that, that's your McCree. Yes, I got that part. You're right. That was a terrible Reinhardt. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, Reinhardt, I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> Let's try not to butcher the German here. <laughs> Let's, uh, we'll just do a whole show where I talk as Torbjorn. No, the Torbjorn thinks that we need to have more people on the payload. No, we won't do that. <laughs> we definitely won't do that. How about we just move into the right. PTR report right now. PTR report. Okay, now that saved us from Bob's bad impressions. Please don't try anymore, Bob. You can stop. Don't even Yo, form your lips to do it. Don't even do it. Stop. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> you just you're, re- you're rewarding the behavior. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't blame me. Anyway, uh, there's also there's some new patches that came up to the PTR last week. Mainly revolving around character balance uh, for Diva and Mercy. Uh, so let's get start with Diva first. We we I think we briefly talked last week about changes coming yep. to Diva. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we briefly talked about that last week about changes coming to Diva. And no, now, not briefly. We talked about it a ton. Well, we speculated about <laughs> it. We speculated. We didn't have any details yet. Uh, we heard that we heard that there was going to be micro missiles and stuff like that. Now we actually know 
what we uh, have gotten ourselves into here. So Diva, they sliced her defense matrix in half. We have another tank, like I said earlier, that's not really a tank anymore. They're a DPS with, you know, with a high health pool. Uh, if if they, they they said before that they want a diva to be a you know a, a damage mitigator, well she can't do that very well anymore thanks to this. So I don't know. I, I was on the PTR. I was using it, and it's definitely like you can kind of you can kind of use it as an escape tool. Maybe uh, if you manage to swallow somebody's alt, that's a good thing. Maybe swallow one or two Pharaoh rockets and then get the fuck out of there. But it's not really, it's, you can't really mitigate damage for the team anymore. You might be able to help save one of your teammates with it. That's a possibility too. But uh, I'm sorry, you just it's just not good. It, 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 her damage mitigation capabilities are really hampered with this. And a lot of people were happy about it. One of the biggest complaints I heard was that, well you know, she shouldn't be able to stop a soldier ult. You know, she shouldn't be able to swallow an entire soldier ult, or she shouldn't be able to you know, swallow an entire uh, Pharah ult. And I understand the frustration. I do. I really do understand that frustration. But the thing that separates Overwatch, I think, from other games that have cheese like that, because soldier uh, ult is cheese. He gets an aimbot. It's fucking cheese. Okay? Um... The thing that separates Overwatch from other games that have cheese like that is that they give you a viable option for countering it, you know? Like, if you look at Destiny, uh, and I'm not talking about Destiny 2, there's going to be some changes in Destiny 2, but in the original Destiny, you could literally have a Titan run around the corner, almost like he's coming down the ramp at WrestleMania to hop into, or coming down the ramp for the Royal Rumble to hop into the ring. He just kind of run into the place. And as soon as you saw him running straight into a group, you're like, he's going to super. <laughs> and that's what he does. Two buttons, wham! Entire team knocked out. Right? There's not a lot of options in Destiny and a lot of other games that have cheese like that to counter ultimates. But Soldier... Soldier's ultimate can be countered several ways, but also like one of the main ways is by Diva. I really didn't see a problem. Oh, sure, let me let me rephrase that. I I think that having to make sure Diva's out of mech before you ult is reasonable. I think that's reasonable. You know, and a good way to keep a team from from not using their ult is to keep is to keep your Diva up and make sure that she stays in mech. I, I think that's reasonable. I know. Bob, I know you have a difference in opinion on the matter, but that that that's how I feel about it. But you know, in the higher ranks, I understand the divas get better and better and better, and it's harder and harder to get those divas out of their mechs. But and we actually had a, a pretty long conversation in the Discord about this. Oh yeah. One thing that kept coming up was that when people were watching professional matches, they see diva in these professional matches and. Diva's still getting killed. Diva's still moving out of mech. People are still using their ultimates. It's an annoyance, but it's not broken, is what the point was for the most part. But well, I talked about it. I mean, I talked about it a ton on last week, and I don't really have anything more to add. Uh, I did play her on PTR, but I'm not good at her. But she was super squishy. But I think I was super squishy before in Diva. Just because I don't play her well. I'm going to have to reserve my next 
altered opinion because it will alter some when I actually play them in my rank in season six. I'll have to keep my altered opinion. I'll have to form it and then I'll come back and let you know what I think because right. I'm not going to know until I play those good those good divas that I was playing before. Right. I found because I well, even we play I play diva pretty often and I found that I found myself running away more frequently. Like I couldn't get into a fight with somebody, uh, use matrix to kind of draw them, like, you know, draw out their fire or something like that. And then like, you know, even hold the point and stay there. Like if I was going to use matrix, it was a part of an exit strategy. Basically. That's what I had. I had to use it for, uh, or to save someone or to save someone. But for the most part, to be honest with you, I, w- I was actually saving myself. <laughs> uh, I did find myself out of mech more frequently, and even and other divas out of mech more frequently. I found you know they were getting pushed out a bit more, um, but uh, now that she can fly and and fire at the same time, because that's that's huge. That that's a big change that's coming. Like when it was Jeff- weird for me trying to do that I'm trying to f- aim the rockets with the gun i don't know that it was weird because it's really good to that it's weird my first couple of games i would fly forward and forget the fire i would forget the fire because uh, yeah, i'm not I, used to it just like me like standing there as i healed with roadhog same same thing it's just yeah. you're so practiced in one thing yeah i, I would forget so I still think it's better to use the matrix to get up to them first and then because firing your regular guns suck unless you're within five, well, like absolutely. five you meters. You definitely use the matrix to close the gap and then you're on top of them and then they try to run away from you and, and then you can do it. You could just fly. You just fly right up behind them and kill them like you're a bully again. That's it. Now, the rockets were interesting. The rockets didn't work the way I expected them to. I think the big complaint about the Rockets is that people are going to be like, it t- the casting time is at least a second, maybe 1.5 seconds. Like when you hit it's the a, button, it's a while. When you hit the button, they don't just fly out. And that's what people are going to get pissed about that the rock, because the Rockets almost seem kind of useless unless you're right on top of somebody. Like I was destroying Arissa's on the PTR. I was destroying Arissa's with that because I use the Matrix, fly into them, get right on top of them, and shoot them while I'm firing the rockets. On tanks, the rockets are going to do a lot. Yeah, because they have big shields bodies. too. It, like, Dave will be able to help more with shield breaking now. Right. So, But it was, def- it was I don't know, it was definitely weird. Well, what, And I don't know if they fixed it or if it was intended, but if you stun her, knock her down, Supposedly the rockets keep shooting. Really? They end the they end the cast time. So I'm assuming that's a bug and they're gonna fix that. I don't Maybe. know. It might already be fixed. So the thing about the rockets, I expected them to shoot more centered than they did. If, the reason why because I heard people saying, well, now all the DPS are gonna get killed, Diva's gonna be overpowered. No, she's not. Because if you're on top of somebody like a DPS or small body like Mercy, the missiles shoot pet will shoot past them. Really, unless you're shooting missiles at the ground, which is also a possibility, you could be shooting the missiles toward the ground to try to get the splash damage. But the the closer you are to somebody, the more likely it's gonna the missiles are gonna go right past them because they shoot from her sides basically. Now, if somebody's farther away, the missiles start to kind of come in and, and like they cut they, they angle in. So the farther away you are from somebody, the more accurate your fire is gonna be. But those missiles aren't 
if you're right on top of a DPS or something like that, unless you're shooting at their feet and you're right there, I really don't see you killing a bunch of them. I, I did hear some stories where people were killing Farahs that were ulting and stuff like that, but I have not seen that yet. I, I killed a Half-Life Widow up on the perch on second point of Anubis, but she didn't move. Yeah. And then if you, the, the thing about the rockets, when you shoot them from a distance, they, they, they're fucking boats in the air, right? They don't fire. They don't move that fast. So I'm playing on Hanamura, and the enemy is sitting on that. When you turn the corner where that bus is, and there's that arch that Hanzo usually stands up there, there's an enemy diva up there. I was a soldier, and I had jumped over to the other arch where I could see them. So I'm shooting at the diva, shooting at the diva. She hits the button and starts shooting the rockets at me. She probably had about, I don't know, let's say about 75 health left at that point. I was able to get her out of mech and jump off the ledge back to my other ledge before the rockets even started hitting. The rockets were still, I would say, about 20 meters from me when I pull, pulled her out of mech and I jumped off of that ledge. Like, it, was st- yeah, it wasn't that fast. So... These I'm mid- sure we'll see someone show us how it's done. Oh yeah, somebody's gonna. I yeah. definitely didn't figure it out. the The micro missiles, I don't see them being as big of a problem as people think they are. But it kind of leaves you in a place like, well, what are we gonna do with Diva? Diva's not gonna. She's not just gonna be some killing machine now. She's a she's a bully for sure. I think she is gonna be able to help, do like what Winston does and hop into a backline and start killing the supports, killing the healers. Uh, you know, she well, I mean, gets, that's what she was doing before though. Yeah, she, you know, I she mean, well biggest thing she was doing was going to high ground, taking out uh taking out hit scans. Yeah. And, you know, she can still duel with 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 uh DPS heroes if if your name isn't Reaper. Um and you know that's well, junk rat. Or junk rat, yeah. Well, she can she can still kill a junk. Well, she was able to. Now, I don't think the Matrix lasted that long enough. The Matrix lasted long enough before where junk rat could unload his entire, you know, clip into you, and then while he's reloading, that's when you focus him down. Basically, mm-hmm. that's basically that's the way I would do it. But now I really don't see that happening. Junk rat is going to be more of a problem for her. So, junk rat's going to have a good season. <laughs> I'm going to be playing Junkrat. Yeah, Junkrat is going to have a good season. So, Oh, yeah. But, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I played D.Va a lot. Especially if it's 120 of mine. I, you know what? I'll be honest with you. You said you were more excited to play with D.Va. Now that I've played her on the PTR, now she's actually seeming kind of boring to me. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the Rockets. I'm going to have to see gameplay before I even mess with her. Yeah, she feels she's feeling pretty boring, well, at least on a PTR. We'll see what happens during the season whatever but let's talk about mercy because this was a huge change that i don't think a lot of people expected mainly because in jeff yeah jeff kaplan said it himself that uh mercy is the most played character in overwatch so i really didn't see any any, i didn't really see any changes right on the horizon it totally took me by surprise the funny thing is, they said they wanted they they took away Mercy's mass res. Like that's not her ultimate anymore. I'm pretty sure everybody's heard that by now. And the reason was behind is it they said because you know it encouraged Mercy's to uh, you know hide right hide away from the group. And also, it wasn't fun when the mass res would happen. You know what kind of helps fix that? 
not making Mercy invincible during her during the res. <laughs> like that kind of helps that for the simple fact that now Mercy will hide, wait for everybody to die, and she comes in and she resurrects everybody, and now the entire group is together versus what would happen before Mercy would fly in. She might get the res off. But she would still die. It's not that fun for the Mercy player. She'd be better off if she helped res the other players while her some of her teammates were alive. She'd be better off. But not yeah. saying that's the ultimate it, fix. But it, it 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 basically made her worthless before that, though, because if you don't get the res off, I mean, it was such a high risk, high re high high reward thing. If you had a Mercy that didn't get the the big res off. I mean, you lost. Like that—that that was the problem. Well, that's because if your mercy was playing in a way where she would hide and let everybody die, then try to fly in, that's not what they want. That's not how they want her to play anyway. She should have died for that. That's fine. Most of them, most of the good ones, were basically using it as, a, "Oh, I'm about to die. Okay, I'm going to res now." Yeah. Uh, like they would use it to save them a lot of times, and that would be enough. Before, when they would do that, they would just die. Then mercy's out of the fight. You know, it's definitely lost, but they kept trying to balance it and they never could. Like, you know, they had made her in, invincible, then they had to make her invincible for longer, then they had to make her in, invincible when she starts it. So I guess they were like, well, let's just change her. I think the Mercy, I think if the Mercy lets her team die, right? Because she knows she can res them on the point. I think she should die too. Like she should die. You know, she should be able to. She should be. Uh, you know, she should die trying to res them. I, I think you're right. It is high risk versus high reward. That's what happens in those situations. Like if you, you know, it's it. Yeah, you just. I mean, it just the smarter play would just not be the player. That's why she just wasn't played. Or you know it's I mean? to you know, if you have one or two people that are still alive. Help use them to uh, will have them help you get in so that you can get the res off and get the rest of your team up versus letting your entire team die. We're talking about, like, you know, we're not talking about when your entire team dies from like an, because your whole team got stuck in the graviton and they, you know, use two ultimates. I'm not necessarily talking about that, but I'm talking about the strategy where you will have mercies that will just hide around the corner and just tell their team die on the point, <laughs> you know, cause I got res. Don't worry about it. You know, that that's what I'm talking about. And that's that what strategy they're trying to avoid. didn't really work all that well. Anyway, the, the good mercies only utilized that strategy when it was towards the end of the game. Uh, there was there's certain situations where they would hide. I mean, the best mercies weren't really hiding. Yeah, but it was happening enough that they even mentioned it in the video. That's one of the main reasons he said they did this. They changed it because they didn't want mercy to be played like that. Yeah, I mean, there was a, there's a lot of bad mercies. <laughs> but the, the the behavior must have worked well enough for them to do that. So, but the, uh, yeah, so they said that they're having, so, you know, the, the other team you know, if you're on the opposite side of that and you see a big res happen, that wasn't fun. You know what else isn't fun? Watching somebody that you killed come back to life every 30 seconds. That's not a lot of fun either. But, you know, it's whatever at this point. This is how they're going to do it. So, um, now resurrected is an ability. She can use it every five seconds and she has to be within five meters of that person to do it. It's in a single target. And she can do it every 30 seconds. And she's no longer invincible while Resurrect is active. So if she's using it, she can be killed. 
But I mean, to be honest with you, I really don't see a Mercy just going out of her way to res one person. She probably is going to need to be close to her team anyway and then use it to resurrect. Her new ultimate is Valkyrie, which essentially powers her up. Like, there's so many things that happen. First of all, uh, her healing and damage booth a boost now uh, heals and damage. It, it applies the effects to multiple teammates. So chain we, lightning. Yeah, it's chain. It chains to, to multiple teammates uh, when Valkyrie is active. Uh, she has unlimited ammo, and it increases her damage and rate of fire while she has it. And uh, Guardian Angel, uh, the increased, uh, the, uh, it has increased range and movement speed. And she has she hovers like she can fly essentially. If you hold spacebar, she will like fly into the air. I heard something. I don't remember. I think it was in the dev comment. But control to descend, shift to go up, and then she can do the normal flying. But I think you can actually descend and ascend with control and shift. Yeah, you I, can. I yeah, I haven't tested it yet. I tried that in. I was spectating in a custom game. I tried that in a custom game because I've always like had to look down and press back to shoot up. It didn't work in the custom game, so I don't know. I don't, I, so I thought I was wrong at that point, so I'm uh, not sure about you that. You can ascend and descend. Like, I, I was able to do that. I'm going to have so to try it. Basically, you can fly now. Her uh, regeneration passive is no longer interrupted, which takes damage So for for Valkyrie. So while this is going on, she just regenerates health all the time. Also, her cooldown for Resurrect. Well, first of all, as soon as she pops Valkyrie, it's instantly reactivated. And it's reduced to 10 seconds per cast. So you can, you say, uh, we talked about this, so you, say you can get up to, if you do it perfectly, you can get four reses off. Four reses in 21 seconds. Yeah, so you res, the math. you res before you pop Valkyrie. You pop Valkyrie, res again. Within 10 seconds after that, you res again. Then 10 seconds pass again. And as Valkyrie's ending, you should be able to res one more time. So you get four reses uh, while it is activated. So that's the new Mercy. I still yeah. I played her on the PTR, but I still can't see myself really playing her. I, it's, She's got a lot more decision-making to do now. She's going to have salt from people who are like, why did you... Why didn't you res me? I was the one killing everybody, and she reses the tank. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. She's gonna have to look and see who's up. Just if two, if two people die, she's gonna have to look and see who's up on the other team to properly know who to res. That's the way that I that I see it. Uh, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be a hard thing to think of on the fly. And most mercies, if I play her, I'm gonna res the first person I see. One thing they did change, which is gonna make it easier on her, is now when someone's dead on the ground, you see a portrait of what character that is. So you see a portrait of Doom, or you see a portrait of Pharaoh, or you see Junkrat, and you definitely don't res him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do see all that. So that's also very, very helpful. Um, I The thing I'm concerned about is that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to try to use this build as a combat build. And we're going to see that in the beginning a lot. That's going to suck. Yeah, they're going to... Uh, the gifts have been all over the net of somebody popping... Popping uh, Valkyrie, Anna, ulting them, and then 
boom, they go and wipe, they team kill the team, just mercy, because I don't even think they have to reload the pistol. They don't. It's infinite ammo. Yeah. So it that's definitely going to be adjusted, and I think it's going to go more to doing the chain, the chain heal, or the chain chain damage boost and focusing more on resing multiple targets mm, absolutely yeah, that's yeah that's what i that's what i think yeah we'll see if, what happens if not i'll be jacking some people up with some mercy pistols i'm curious to see if they're gonna up if they're gonna release these updates when the new season starts i'd be curious i think it's gotta go through a lot more testing i mean the junk rat changes have been in there for weeks so, I think they were just waiting for a good, you know, they, I don't think they just wanted to patch Junkrat, right? I think they were just waiting for a good time to patch everything. Um, with this, I mean, we know that their record with the PTR, their stance on the PTR is that the PTR isn't there for testing balance. The PTR is there for testing functionality and making sure it's not broken, broken. Sometimes they do find some problems with balance in the PTR and they'll adjust it. But for the most part, they just, whatever happens in the PTR, it's coming out. Yeah, I'm going with no on uh, it launching with season six because season six starts Friday and they have not had enough time to clear it through Xbox Live. Oh, no. They, <laughs> Blizzard has, uh, they have a special relationship with Microsoft. That's one of the reasons why they can release patches the way they do versus other games. Yeah, but they still have to clear it, though. That's they, why it yeah, they do so have to clear it. They do have to clear it, but they get priority. Like... They definitely get priority because other games, like even Destiny, right? Destiny has to basically does the majority of their patches in game. Like when you boot the game up, it's downloading certain things for the patch, so that same Bungie with, say with Madden, yeah, so that Bungie and like Madden, so they don't have to constantly go through clearing with Microsoft and Sony. Bungie, not Bungie, but you know Blizzard is massive, right? And they definitely have some some channels. Yeah, but they always talk off. about how they have to get it certified before. I I I'll go on record and guarantee. I'm not, it's not saying you're wrong. Friday. I'm not saying you're wrong. You're definitely right. Uh, console patches have to be cleared, but it, I can almost guarantee you it takes priority versus some of these other games that you see. Like I don't know how much they're paying Microsoft and Sony to get those patches through the way they do. But they patch like versus other games. They patch pretty quickly. Like they patch when they want to patch, <laughs> you know. So I I I could see it happen on Friday. The only reason I would say it doesn't is because it's just too quick. Like it's they they want want a little bit more time with it. But I mean, once season six comes out, I'm pretty positive their the act the number of active people in the PTR is going to be reduced. So we'll see. But. Uh, Reinhardt, he got a quality of life change where the barrier shield, the barrier, uh, his shield, the barrier field, when you when you have it up, when you hold primary fire, you can turn the camera now. So you hold it up with right click or secondary fire, and now when you hold primary fire, you can literally turn the camera around and see behind you to see what's happening. Oh, that's God, a that's a great ever. That is a great quality of life change it's not as cool as my rear view mirror where you actually had like a car rear view mirror right there hank posted it in the discord the best picture ever with the rear view mirror up top yeah. of the two side mirrors yeah but it's i mean it's awesome now you're gonna be able to 
spin around and quickly tell Mercy or Anna behind you that, hey, someone's behind you. It's going to be it's going to be all kinds of uses to it. Right. Uh, you, there's a good Reinhardt's going to see you coming up on the side now because a good Reinhardt, as they're walking forward, is going to be looking right, looking left, looking right, looking left, looking right, looking left. And it's going to be cool. Yeah. So that that's nice. Uh, we talked about the user interface change with the porches already. Uh, random hero. They we heard that they were going to make some changes to random hero to make it more bearable and make it so that people don't want to uh, suicide all the time. So this was in the PTR. Players who purposefully kill themselves in a game where respawn as a random hero is enabled will no longer respawn as a new hero. However, their ultimate ability will reset, and any equipment that has been placed, i.e., Torbjorn's turret, will despawn. So that's how they're discouraging it. Yeah, they're just going to run in. It's just going to take them longer to suicide because now they're just going to run into the enemy team. Pretty much. So At I, least the complete turds are. I yeah. guess it's going to discourage decent people. Yeah, I mean, I really don't see... Because even decent people would suicide to get a different character because it's not ranked and they want to play someone else. Yeah, I really don't see how they can completely fix this, but this is just their attempt to do so. So we'll see. Uh, also, Junkertown is all, is now live on the PTR. I believe that just happened today that Junkertown went live on the PTR. Yeah, so. like not long ago at all. I didn't get a chance to check it out. So, yeah, you can check that out when you get a chance. Uh, let's talk about the reporting system quickly before we get into weekly updates. So there was a this, this thread kind of started with a guy who complained on the forums that he was in quick play and got banned. Uh, he got banned for disruptive gameplay and quick play. And he says, so much for these for the reports being verified. Jesus, you aren't even safe in quick play, LOL. The system is clearly automated and abusable. How do you even, how do you even be disruptive in quick play? Got a response from Jeff Kaplan. Jeff Kaplan says, we checked the IP address of the account you posted from and found a suspended account. The account has a total of 2,247 complaints filed against it, making it one of the worst offending accounts we've seen. The account has also <laughs> been silenced for a total of 9,216 9, hours. There are three gameplay suspensions on the account as well as seven silences against the account. These are for abusive chat and or spam. There is also a manual GM account suspension for massive griefing, griefing levied. So I'm not sure if that's the account you're referring to or not, but someone from your IP has been a less than ideal OW citizen. If that's not your account, please let us know the battle tag is, and I'm happy to look into it further. The last thing we will want is upstanding members of the community being punished unfairly. So, oh, man. Yeah, that was funny. That was, <laughs> that was funny. They, a lot of people, you know, they cheered Jeff Kaplan on as he said that, and you know, it, it was funny, everything, but it kind of brought up. You know what I thought when what? he said that? I said, oh, shit. Yeah, they could check your IP. Fuck. That means they know what I've done on Drunk Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they, yeah, they, they have. They, they know what oh, you're doing. I didn't even think about that before. <laughs> the other side to that coin, though, is that the, the guy wasn't banned from playing. And he had 2,247 complaints against him. That's the other side That's of that of complaints. Coin. That's a lot of complaints. 2,247 complaints, seven silences, 
and 340, 384 days worth of mutes. That's six reports per day that breaks down to. Yeah. You and, just shouldn't be playing competitive. Like, mute him and let him play quick play. But he, he after all that, then he gets a ban of one week. This isn't a perma ban. This is a one-week ban. That is way too lenient. That's way too lenient. Well, but I also I also wondered, you know, play the other side of the coin, devil's advocate. They are tweaking it now. So in the past is when he got all of that up, you know, and now he's getting actually penalized for it when before they did their tweaks, he wasn't penalized. That's the only thing I could think of. That's the reason. Because, I mean... Anthony had never been banned before at all, and he got banned for eight hours on that first one, so it felt like he was remembering something. That was a little different, because that was him, because he dropped out of a match. That's like a lever ban, and those are, you can argue about those a bit more. This guy has straight-up complaints against him. He has people hitting the report button. It's easy to hit the report button, but it still takes effort. If you get banned for leaving... You, tons of things could happen. You could have actually left. You could have, uh, you know, had bad internet connection. You know, power could have gone out. Anything could have happened. So you can argue against a ban for for the lever ban. However, this guy had two thousand two hundred forty seven accounts, totally drunk. And the and the chat says he was silenced for over eighty percent of the game's lifespan. Dude, that like. How even okay, I understand tweaking the reporting system, but this is so negligent. It's like the re- it's, it's like the reporting system actually did nothing. Like it was just there to make you feel better. You know, and that's not acceptable. That's not acceptable at all if you are not going to give the community tools to manage themselves. It's not acceptable. Why mute people? Ban them. Like I don't want to mute it. Like that makes competitive even worse yes well that's the, i mean the people i don't even read text like the text chat i don't read that like, don't be using that in competitive <laughs> buy yourself a 12.99 mic and use a microphone i have no no sympathy for anybody that doesn't use a mic and if you're trying to tell me strategy and you're yelling at me because i didn't read your chat fuck off <laughs> dude that's the thing right like he uh, like it, it's like it's funny that he got that the, the response that Kaplan gave him and all. Sure, haha, that's funny. It was but, funny, but at the same time, it's kind of like, dude, how did how did they let it get that bad? The reporting system was there to make you feel better. It was placebo. Let's. Just, I think we just need to admit that now that it, the reporting system has been placebo, and the only tool that we had to move us away from players that we did not want to play with was re- was taken away from us. The, you know, the, what was it like, you know, um, was it dislike this player? I forget what the option was even called. Uh, uh, yeah, but it, you, you it, that, that was taken away from us because the higher end players are having trouble finding groups for quick play. When in reality, block. huh? It was called block. Was it block? Yeah. So you go, yeah. Yeah. There was prefer and block. Yeah. So, and it's because the community, abused it they made but everybody blocked the best widow player in the world because they didn't want to play with widow on their team or against him 
So they just so they just blocked him, and then he spent hours in queue. Well, you know what, and that's that's what people will do. And the thing is, people got, abused it. They still should, have, should just ban him. They still should have weighed the consequences of that versus you know over, you know versus uh, leaving it in. Does he get high queue times and quick play? Sure, but he's the best widow player in the world. How often is he playing quick play versus playing scrims or playing competitive? How often is that happening versus an average player? True. The, the, the community would have been much better off if that feature would have stayed in. And he gets Guaranteed, high a few times. I would block every widow that was good. I would block every single one because I don't want to play against them because so many people can't learn to stand behind a wall. Then if you went to a higher rank, you would also have higher, <laughs> higher uh, you know, queue times. Because now the people that you want to play against, you've blocked. So that kind of, that, that, that fucks you up. Actually, I, there were reports yeah. on the forums about that. Very few Widow players. There were reports on the forums where people were complaining that they were having long queue times. And then four moderators or like, you know, not necessarily Jeff Kaplan all the time, but a couple times they were replied to saying, you've blocked this many people. That's why... You're having high queue times. <laughs> yeah, and see, I and see, I wouldn't do it. I would do it smart. I would block really good widows. I would block really good Hanzos. I would prefer every Reinhardt, every Mercy, every Anna. I would prefer all kinds of of uh, supports. I would any DPS that couldn't kill anything. I would block, and then I would get to be the DPS in all the games that I got, and I would have much better games. And so. I, don't, I, just, I just think I would abuse it. So if I would abuse it, then lots of people would abuse it. But the system, even if, even if you're abusing, the system would have been better off keeping it versus what you have now, which is nothing, apparently. Yep. Best option, Blizzard does their fucking job and bans them. Exactly. Like that, that, that is, that be, in, in a perfect world. What happened this time should have happened a lot earlier. In a perfect world, Blizzard would have banned them. But they didn't because they're not doing anything. So, in that case, in this reality, the best bet would have been for them to not take that feature away from us. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope that the reason it happened this time is because they are doing something actively now. That's what my hope is. Right. So, that leads us to the, to the next point about this, that Jeff Kaplan, he did uh, list some, uh, some changes that they're, they're coming up with. It's a, it's a little lengthy here. Uh, he's responding back to a post that says, uh, I'm going to make this short and sweet. The reporting system is a failure. Why do I say this? One, the community is to toxic. Not every game, but every session I play, be it Lucio Ball, Quick Play, or Comp, I see at least one person who deserves some form of reprimand based on the categories in the system. No one fears the system. Take a look at the title of the now viral 2K plus report troll, LL one week ban, and you can blame, and can you blame him? This is a, his third suspension. He has a year chat ban and averages four reports per day. If we assumed he began playing at launch, he is also one of the worst offenders. And look at his stats that I mentioned. You can see why. It's incredible pace to keep up. But if the worst offender is only getting a seven day wrist slap and he gets reported minimum four times per day, dot, dot, dot. The rest of the community is literally being unchecked, which is true. That's basically what we just talked yeah. about. So here's Cap. I mean, seven days. I don't agree that that's a wrist slap, but like, 
I mean, that's absurd to call it a wrist slap. It is one hundred percent a wrist Overwatch, slap. I'd lose my for freaking somebody mind. who was be- who was reported two thousand two hundred and forty seven nope. times. Nope. <laughs> we didn't factor that in. The words were a seven day wrist slap. So that means that this person uh, thinks that seven days ban is a wrist slap. A wrist slap is an hour ban. Is a eight hour ban. A seven day ban is a week. <laughs> like you know what you, you see what I'm saying? Like that's a lot of time. I guess maybe it depends how you interpret what he says, but I think it's implied here that he's talking maybe. about this person specifically. This I is think a, he was this just a describing wrist. a seven day ban wrist as a wrist slap. It is a, for this guy. Wrong. This is a wrist slap. This guy should be banned from Overwatch. He should be banned from the game. Period. Two thousand two hundred forty-seven reports, four sometimes somewhere between four I to agree six with you. Per, uh, reports per I day. I agree with you. He is but toxic. They can't he should not be part of the community. They can't ban someone. They can't just go through and look at everyone now and say, "Okay, you're banned." Yeah, they can. They can do one hundred. Like, they, they can one hundred percent do that. They 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 could, but they would get too much. They have to ramp it up. Like he has to have the incremental bans leading up to a full ban of competitive, and I think that's what they're they're working towards i'm sorry but this is an extreme situation this isn't somebody who got reported you know you know once a week or even once a day <laughs> you know what I'm saying or even once a day and i doubt he played overwatch every single day so you know those numbers are a bit askew but yeah he this this is an extreme situation this guy mm. should be banned from the community if this guy was a part of any other community like uh you know like counter-strike or places that have dedicated servers he would be on a public ban list his guid would be on a public ban list i can almost guarantee you that if if the rules weren't there though i can't i can't see how i as an administrator of something would be able to because the rules weren't there there weren't there weren't rules against it there weren't set in stone consequences for what you what you do i agree He's a dick and he should be banned. But I'm saying from an administrative standpoint, they can't really do that. There's no law protecting this person. Blizzard can no, do whatever no, they no, want. No law. Blizzard can do whatever they there's, want with the game. Yeah, but there's no laws in jobs and and stuff. I mean, there is laws, but if that's there's the case, if- code of conduct and they've rewritten their code of conduct. So therefore, they have to ramp up their code of conduct is the same across all of their games if that's the case then why if when they catch cheaters cheaters should be like oh you were cheating don't cheat anymore we're gonna ban you for a week no fuck them get them out of here ban them permanently i mean cheating of any kind has always been has always been straight up said that you will get banned for it period no if ands or buts no second chances and they've done that but Yes, you're right. They definitely need to work closer towards it. But the fact that this guy got banned in a quick play match for seven days gives me faith that we are moving in the right direction. Slowly, <laughs> like slowly. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, and I will agree. I will agree with that. Disco Dan and, is getting ready to take a drink from his drinking game. Well, this is exactly why the community should be managing itself. <laughs> this is exactly why they should give us modding tools and let us to, to, to manage ourselves. So enjoy your drink, Dan. 
But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get into what Jeff Kaplan is saying. Here's, here's Bob's ray of, uh, of hope here. Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he, Jeff Kaplan says, you make some really good points, and we agree. The reporting and punishment system is currently one of our prime focuses. You will be seeing a developer update about this very soon. We recorded it last week. This was posted eight hours ago, by the way, folks. So this is very recent. Uh, not sure when it's going live. So maybe some, now that he's brought it up, maybe sometime later this week. We'll see. Maybe right before the uh, season six. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we have a short, medium, and long-term plan, and we haven't done a great job in communicating all those things to you. In the short term, we are reevaluating every punishment and are in the process of converting silences over to suspensions. So if your account has a lot of silences, it sounds like, they're gonna they they might turn those into suspensions. We're also increasing the length of suspensions. Pretty soon we hope for silences to go away altogether and only have suspensions and bans for punishments. With a Good. few exceptions like forced battle tag changes for naming violations. Also in the short term, we've been testing an email notification system to let you know when somebody you reported has been actioned. We cannot provide all a lot of detail on these emails, but they only go out if an action has been placed, meaning your report contributed to someone being suspended the other short-term thing we just did was a ban was ban a number of accounts for boosting in season five these accounts were actioned either yesterday or in the process of being actioned they will lose all season five rewards so hmm. they say was that did he say he didn't say it was what a they classified band. boosting as i don't know i would imagine that they paid somebody to use their account. That's what I believe. So we'll see. All right, let's get into medium term plans. In the medium term, we're looking to completely ban repeated competitive offenders, meaning if you've been banned for more than X seasons, we would ban you from ever playing competitive again. We also want to increase the email notification system and other forms of reporting to other forms of reporting, as well as an on in-game uh, as work on an in-game notification system to let you know that your reports are doing something this will edge more into the long-term section for the in-game part for season six we are going to be way more aggressive with boosting throwing or any sort of sr manipulation we have some very smart people who are getting very good at detecting this behavior and we are actively building systems and punishments around sr abuse also in the medium term, we have a new series of punishments we are going to try that escalates much more quickly. So you don't have to uh, you don't have to have egregious cases like the one you're referencing. Basically, extreme offenders will be will strike out of the game much quicker. As part of these increasing punishments, we're looking to make it so that offenders get blocked from competitive play much sooner. The more uh, more details on this as we get closer. Now, long term. We really want to work on systems that encourage positive behavior and reward good players. It really bums us out to spend so much time punishing people for bad sports without being bad sports. We like making cool, fun game systems. That's what we do for a living. But because people seem to lack self-control or because people like to abuse uh, being, oh, being anonymous, then free speech, we're put into a position of sending, uh, spending a tremendous amount of time and resources policing the community. We will do this as... It is our responsibility, but we'd like to spend more time rewarding good players rather than having to focus on poor sportsmanship and unacceptable bad behavior so much. Like it or not, this is an us, the OW community problem, and not a, not just an OW team problem. For better or for worse, we're in this together. 
We're working hard to make changes. I hope you all do too. All right, Dan, take a drink. You, you know what's coming, right? <laughs> you know what's coming? Like, it can't be an all of us problem when the rest of us don't have power to fix this issue. This is an OW team problem. If the OW team was doing their job from the beginning, this guy wouldn't be playing right now. He wouldn't be. This is why the community needs to be involved in policing itself. We have no power in policing. Only thing we could do is tell dad and hope dad does something about it. In the meantime, these assholes are still in the game. They're griefing people. They're throwing games. You know? It's bullshit. Don't tell me it's an us problem. No, right now it's a you problem until you give us power to do something about it. I mean, they don't mm-hmm. even have as much have like a community forum or like, you know, some type of committee that forms saying, these are the cases that we're looking at. What do you think we should do in the community aspect? They don't even have that. This is not an us problem. I, you, what do you expect me to do? Go to a player and talk to him after the game? Like, hey, man, your attitude wasn't the best. You probably do a little bit better if you weren't such a shitty person. No, that's not going to work. And I shouldn't I have to do that. just reach through the screen and smack him? Yeah, like, that's, that's not on me. Especially if we don't have power to do so. You took away, we just said you took away our only tool. I'm sorry, I'm a little angry because I didn't read that bottom part until just now. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's an us problem. No, it is a you problem until you give us the ability to do so. You wouldn't have to spend so much time policing the community if you allowed the community to police itself, which it is more than capable of doing. We've been doing it for decades. Drink, drink, drink. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm so <laughs> that really pissed me off that last part. Uh how's everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that that no, I don't I don't like that. Uh yeah, sorry about that teapot. Uh, I still call him teapot. <laughs> teapot. Uh I'm off my game now. Uh man. Oh shoot. Uh Okay, well, actually, I'm looking at the uh, the Twitch chat now. It says, there isn't a community online or off that can effectively police itself unbiasedly. Yes, it can. There have been several communities that have policed themselves with no problem. We're not talking about making moral decisions here, right? We're not talking about, well, this guy's a Trump supporter. We don't want him around here. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, you know, somebody griefing to the point that they reported over 2000 times that's an easy decision to make you know that yeah, that's but that's a decision like to his point that's a decision blizzard should should be making i have to totally agree with them yeah you can't you cannot allow a community to police themselves because so many people say that they can see they, they understand what someone's thinking or they can see from someone else's shoes no they can't the, the best people can just barely kind of do it. Most people are extremely biased, extremely one-sided, and only think of their point. I mean, we're just talking like humans in general. It's extremely hard to be an administrator and to actually to actually fairly, like just as a small manager, it's hard to fairly treat every one of your employees the same. Even in that setting, there. So yeah, I have to agree with. I have to Dude, agree with. This Davies isn't some imaginary pipe dream I've been thinking of. I mean, I've been dealing with gaming communities since the late '90s, 
Call of Duty, Counter-Strike, Unreal Tournament, Battlefield, all of those communities successfully were able to police themselves. Was there still disagreements? Yes. Were there some griefers? Yes. But if somebody got bad enough, they would, they would be gone. They would, we wouldn't have to deal with them anymore. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think, I think there's ways to involve them more, but that would be blizzard to having a team that reads like maybe you have, you have some portion of the population that uh, who's uh, what some game does it now where there's a portion of the population that gets certified and then they actually judge grievers and take their time out of their day to watch a, a, a VOD and then just, and then decide as a group. I mean, I think something like that could work a com a committee of sorts. But if you're saying everyone gets a vote, then no, I'm not saying everyone gets a vote. Like, well, <laughs> I think that might be what he thought you were saying. No, it's not that. Okay, so uh, <sighs> I guess let's get a little bit more detailed. In gaming communities, before you have you know uh, situations like this where there are no dedicated servers, the server admins would typically have groups or forums where they would talk about things like. Um, great example is well, actually both, yeah, but Unreal Tournament, Counter Strike, Battlefield for sure. Actually, even no, Call of Duty Two all had um, plugins or mods that you install on your server, very unintrusive, right? And all the mod would do is read a list on a website and check GUIDs. If a GUID that was connecting to your server showed up on this list, bam, they instantly got kicked. They were not allowed into you know, your game. And that list was formed based off of the discussions of the server admins. Like, hey, this player, whatever his name is, this is the GUID causing a lot of trouble. He did this. He did that. He was, you know, TKing. He was, you know, using racial slurs. He was doing this. He was doing that. And if other server admins like, yeah, I had that guy on my personal ban list because, or my server's ban list because of XYZ, then that's when you usually see somebody get put onto a global ban list. I'm not saying that every single person in the community has to have a voice. I mean, that would be madness. But at least people who were controlling the servers if at least people who were controlling the servers, uh, it, that's what it was before, were able to actually, you know, help the community that way, keep things clean. Yeah, see, so Gavius wrote wrote back. He he did think you were talking about the com- the community as a whole, which is kind of what I thought you were talking about too, because you never actually explained it as admins and moderators. Yeah, you know, like that's uh, that's basically a pol- a police force. But it's a little different. Like he just brought the same thing that that's selective units policing. Anybody could be a server admin. Anybody, but not everybody yeah, but was it's server. Still admins. not everybody. That's still the community <laughs> policing itself. These people kind of that, that, nah, not really. Yes, it is the community I mean, policing the, itself. These people are not paid it, by the developers. All they want is to make sure that everybody's having a good time and the game well, is played fairly. We're talking semantics again. When you say community, I think everybody. So, I mean, that's if you're talking community admins policing the community, then I specialize that as something different. But community, I think this guy and this girl and this guy and this kid, you know, that's that's just semantics. So, sure. so I guess what I'm saying is Gabius agrees with you, and so do I now. No, I still don't think he agrees with me, but that's fine. I mean, everybody has different opinions. Um, we just don't agree with your 
with the semantics is basically what it boils down to. But the idea, I definitely agree with. Right. I, I, I think it would be good to have a group of people that could actually help Blizzard out and put in their time. And that could help Blizzard. That could be free for Blizzard. So why not? Yeah, Blizzard. Get, it, get something going. It, I'm going to be on the committee. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll watch a watch a couple things a night yeah i mean if you want to talk about somebody who would have bias and policing blizzard has bias and policing because they can't take fast action they're just like valve with vac uh where vac was a joke right vac well i don't know i haven't played counter-strike in years so i don't know if vac is still a joke or not but vac was a huge joke uh you know back in like let's say 2008 2009 even 2010 uh, where people wouldn't care if they got like hacking and VAC servers, they would not give two shits about hacking and a server that said it had VAC on it, which was their anti anti cheat. Sorry, uh, Valve anti cheat is what VAC was, and it was the community. It was like they would be more careful about playing in servers that had active server admins than a server that said it would get a VAC man because you know they, a player could play for years cheating and get a VAC man. Finally, maybe years after they cheat. Then they get another account and they could cheat for another few years. Game developers like that. They can't take action too fast because they don't want to, you know, they have to analyze everything. They don't want to, uh, uh, you know, maybe ban a, uh, a, a active customer or a paying customer, right? They don't want to discourage people from playing the game. But at the same time, they're trying to balance, making sure that, they, you know, that those people aren't ruining the time for the community, Versus server admins, like they'll ban you, and the server admins are way more accessible. Like it's like, oh, I got banned for X, Y, Z. Well, we, you were doing one, two, three, and then at least you could talk to the server admin about that. Trying to get that, you know, at Blizzard with as many reports as they probably get in one time is just unless they expanded their staff, right? You're not, that's not. I wouldn't say it's not reason, just not realistic to think that that can happen yeah, in a short not, period of time. I'm I'm not worried about cheaters. I mean, they've done their due. Due, due diligence to fight cheaters. They've done a pretty dang good job at that. They have but, they have banned cheaters faster than I have seen in Yeah, uh, and they've game, actually so. changed the game to fight the programming of cheat of cheat programs. That ain't the issue that I have. The issue that I have is with the asshats. Right. Then that's the biggest problem in the community right now. That is the biggest problem in the community are the people who are, who are making it toxic. And this guy is a prime example. Now, hopefully, this is the last time we see something like this. Hopefully, we don't see players that have 2,000 reports still playing the game finally, you know? Hopefully, they are taking action, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping so. I haven't seen it yet, so we, we will see. I'm yeah. hoping. Keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, the best thing they could do is give the community some power because that would help alleviate a lot of these problems. You know, people are more than happy if they love the game. They are more than happy to do things to help the game run smoother, right? And getting no, getting yep. those assholes out of here. So, all right, well, we're gonna move into our weekly updates, and then we'll be we'll be done with this party. But for now, let's move on. Yeah, we're almost done. So, uh, two weekly updates this week. Um, one, loot box drop rates. We've kind of talked about the actual drop rates before, but we did find some additional information that uh, Jeff Kaplan, according to Jeff Kaplan, that seasonal items that are legendaries have a higher drop rate than regular legendaries. 
there was a forum post somebody complaining about the fact that they they didn't get any legendary drops while they were uh playing I, or so i'm sorry i think they got two le- maybe two legendary drops but they said out of 40 boxes they only got two legendary drops and he was trying to go jeff kaplan into admitting that the drop rates are lower well, according to Jeff Kaplan, that is not true. That seasonal loot boxes actually have, oh, seasonal legendaries actually have a higher drop rate. So RNG just sucks in general. RNG sucks. <laughs> that, that's the thing. I know my, I think I got, trying to think, in terms of drops, the only, I'm sorry, I got two legendary drops from regular loot boxes. I got the McCree and I got the uh, Sombra new legendary. And I bought Grillmaster 76. But uh, other than that, I didn't. I think that those are the only ones I got. I didn't get anything else. Then, Bob, what about you? What were your drops like? I mean, it's so hard to tell. I find it far-fetched to believe that he had 40 boxes and he only got two legendaries. I find that a little hard to believe. Um, Maybe he had all the legendaries from the season before or something because... I believe, just like Hearthstone, there is a pity timer, and I believe he should have at least got three legendaries with 40 boxes I don't, due to the pity timer. I don't think Overwatch has a pity timer, though. See, I'm not, I'm not sure on that. I know for a fact Hearth, Hearthstone does, uh, and I thought it was pretty much very much the same with Overwatch. I just thought they hadn't released the actual information, but it's hard for me to tell personally because I played so much more of my solo account and my alternate account that it's just kind of hard for me to tell. I will say I got all but one skin. I'm trying to think of the one skin I didn't get. Was it, did Sombra have a, have a skin this time? Yep, she did. Okay. Sombra's the only one I didn't get and I bought two of them. So I'm on, I have no idea what I got on my other guys. I don't even really pay much attention to the loot boxes on those accounts, mm. but I did but pay 20 bucks. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's hard for me to say because the event before that, everything was legendary and like everybody had one. So I didn't get hardly it. Like I didn't get even close to all of them. I didn't, I bought a few of them and I still didn't get all of them. So it's hard for me to tell based on the event prior to the anniversary event. Right. I don't know, but I just thought it was good information to bring across that your legendaries for it, it might just seem like you're not, you know, they have a lower drop rate, but you know, might just be bad luck. But yeah, last well, thing no about idea. RNG, like I really dislike RNG, but at least it's not like at least at least it's just like seasonal items, right? Like it's like they're just uh, uh, I you know, uh, cosmetic items. It's not like they're weapons that make you more powerful. Yep, that drives me nuts when when games do that that's really i just don't play games like that yeah like i you told me about uh the one game you're playing your friend brand's playing it too uh uh, Fortnite. oh yeah i was like do the stuff that you pay for make you make you better okay i don't want to (laughs) play the stuff that you pay for yeah you can pay for well, you can you can we, pay f- we, pay for stuff when you get a founders pack. Yeah, like depending on what founders pack you buy, that's just like pre order bonuses, basically almost. But you buy a founders pack and you get different things. Still um, makes you better though, huh? Still makes you better. 
to a degree, but the stuff that you get in the game a little bit later is is better than that too. Like it helps you start off better. Not to mention that game's not multiplayer. It's not PvP. It's PVE. So it's a little it's a little different. You know, I think so. Let's see. Um, also, something that you brought up, Doomfist is rising on the meta really fast. Oh man, it is. Uh, you could you point this out as Blizzard might have done something right here because uh, according to the last Omnic Meta report uh, on uh, on Omnicmeta dot com, Doomfist has picked like twenty five percent of the time. So. That's a lot. Yeah. And no other new characters come on so quickly. And pro play. I mean, in contenders, the story of 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 contenders the last two weeks has been who's got the better Doomfist. Mm. So he's definitely come on strong. I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know if after the hitbox changes, he will stay, which we didn't. Did we see those come in the patch? Those now that I think were not about it. in the patch. <laughs> I didn't see that. That might be a silent one, though. Because uh, they were live on the PTR tested. So we'll have to wait and see if someone tests them out and, and if they are actually changed. Uh, so it might have been a silent change. But Doom's come on strong. That's all I can say. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's cool that they, they released a hero that... Uh balanced out pretty well from the start for the most part. Yeah. I mean, the, the hitbox is, is ridiculous, but I wouldn't say that he's like overpowered. It's just like that needs to be balanced out a bit better. So we'll yeah, see. It was pretty big. All right. So um, we did have one request from the uh, from the WPR live hashtag. Sum up season five in five words or less. Do you want me to go? Yeah, I want you to go. The most toxic season ever. Yes. That is, that is five words. Great job, Bob. Uh, let's see. I did not make diamond. There we go. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's my five that's my five words. That's pretty much I got damn close to nope. Yeah, close doesn't Too count. Many. Close doesn't close doesn't count when it went goddamn close to diamond. Yeah, I don't like using. I, I don't like six stacks. There we go. That's a that's <laughs> one now. I don't in season six. I will not be using six stacks uh, on my main. So, I know. yeah, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm good at either. Although I claimed I wasn't going to do it season before this one, and then I just end up. You think because you got six good players on that it's going to work out, but it's yeah, just not the way it works. Especially the higher you go, the worse it is, man. The higher you go, the I worse mean, it yeah, is. If you're playing in in Diamond and you're playing a six stack, you're probably you're like you're likely to get up against a semi pro team that plays in league matches. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you have six good players, it just like you know it, it just didn't work out. So. I'm I'm done on that. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and close up here. Uh, you did have you had an announcement about Calvary Never Dies, the uh, the tournament, correct? Yes. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um, so the Calvary Never Dies returns sep- September second at six p.m. Pacific time. It's a one v one limited tournament. 
it will be casted by my buddies, well, my buddy Slambo and my enemy Totally Drunk, and it will be streamed live on twitch.tv slash the cavalry show. Uh, we will put the registration link in the in the show notes. So if you'd like to register for it, please do. It's also in our in our Discord channel. And at the end, it's going to be kind of fun because there's going to be a show match where Slambo destroys Totemly Drunk, and I'm going to enjoy every moment of it <laughs> as Totem gets silent once he gets beat. All right. <laughs> hey, he's waiting for Totem to say something in the Twitch chat, but we'll move on from that. I uh, just want to let everybody know we do stream live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to see me yell live, that's where you do it, right on the Mash Those Buttons Twitch. Just twitch.tv slash Mash Those Buttons. You can really see the anger, uh, you know, happening in, in real time. Um, we also want to hear about your Overwatch stories. Uh, so if you have anything that's funny or angry, um, even though I think I have the angry crota on this episode, you know, we want to hear about it. So, you know, just go ahead and shoot it over to us and we'll bring it up on the show. We do have a PS4 community and Xbox One club, which I'm going to be more active with when I hit, you know, go back to playing on console uh, next season. So it's Watchpoint Radio Overwatch on both PS4 and Xbox One. I'm probably going to be doing a bit, a little bit of cleanup on those clubs uh, and, and communities when I get back. We also have a Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons, and you can uh, join us in conversation on a regular basis. So just go ahead and check that out and join us there, discord.me slash mash those buttons. Uh, we also talk about Heroes of Overwatch, which is a Facebook group, uh, Overwatch Facebook group that has players from a lot of different platforms whether it be PS4, PC, or Xbox One. If you're looking for somebody to play with, you can probably find it there. But you can also find the uh, the dankest Overwatch memes there as well. So check out Heroes of Overwatch on Facebook if you use Facebook. Uh, thank you for listening. We're available on multiple podcast platforms. We are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts for iOS, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Casts, SoundCloud, Podbean, and we do have an RSS feed uh, for those of you who are using a different podcatcher, links are available right on the Mashless Buttons website. Uh, we also have a Mashless Button, uh, uh, Watchpoint Radio Twitter, which is twitter.com slash Watchpoint Radio. We are, you can also reach us at twitter.com slash MTB site, facebook.com slash Mashless Buttons, and youtube.com slash Mashless Buttons. Bob, why don't you tell me where they can show you or find you? Sorry. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. And you can find me on Twitch at, at Blazin Bob. And I got a computer now, so I'm going to try and set that up and actually do it. So you can watch me make a fool out of myself. Mm. And you can find me at underscore Ja underscore on Twitter. Uh, you know, we encourage you guys to reach out to us if you have any comments or questions about, you know, anything we talked about. Uh, but, you know, you can reach us at uh, WPR at MashThoseButtons.com. You can, uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter or you can leave a comment on the website, Facebook page, wherever. We'll try to find it and uh, get back to you. Uh, if you enjoyed the show and you want to help us out, there's a couple ways you can do that. First and foremost, just by sharing the show with others is a huge help to us. We thank everybody who who does that 
Additionally, if you really want to help us out, if you rate and review the podcast on your platform of choice, that is a tremendous help. Thank you to everybody who takes the time to write those reviews and give us those five-star ratings we've been getting. We really appreciate every last one. Uh, additionally, we do have merchandise that you can purchase. Like We have uh, Watchpoint Radio shirts and mugs. Uh, product placement bob great job <laughs> and you can find those you can find the link for that right on the mash those buttons website or you can go to teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons uh i encourage everybody to check out mashesbuttons.com slash shows to see our other shows on the network and uh, you can also get the schedule for those shows as well now like i said that's buttons.com slash shows uh, but thank you very much for uh, coming uh, to the show to the live stream for those of you who are here and uh, for those who aren't here thank you for listening and we'll catch you next week Joe we need more DPS alright fine I'll go mercy goodbye Bob <laughs>